What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Stand Up to Sitting podcast. I am your host and chief energy officer, Jeremy Abramson. And guys and girls, boys and girls, I am beyond stoked for today's show with my boy, Grant Kellogg. Grant travels the world sharing epic cacao ceremonies, retreats, and facilitates inspirational experiences. Born in Minnesota, after playing basketball, dropping out of school, moving to Silicon Valley, Grant discovered his passion for yoga, cacao, and community after spending time in Bali. He's now sharing these passions with the world. Grant, welcome Woo! to the show. What up, my dude? Let's Thank you for having me, brother. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, just to give everyone a little background, I first met Grant, I think it was probably like three weeks ago. Yeah, it's been quick. Yeah. Grant recently moved to Miami, um, and I heard like there's a cacao ceremony, the dude facilitating it was super dope, and believe it or not, I didn't even know you were that dude. Like we dapped each other up. Yeah. And, and we just like had that vibe. I gave you a little snap. Yep. From the, the jump. And the rest is history. Dude, that snap changed my entire vibe in the entire night because you just blew my mind with the snap. I never knew you could like shake somebody up and have that snap in there. Yeah. So you just bring this like unique energy. And when you came into the cacao ceremony that night, you brought something special and different. And so it just, it just hyped me up and you got me into that state to be able to facilitate and share and and do what I love to do, bro. So thank you for that. Hell yeah, dude. It's so true. Like your vibe attracts your tribe. Yes. And I think so often, you know, we, we ignore our intuition, we ignore our heart and we just we're programmed to overthink and overanalyze things. And when we just go off that energy, those mm. smiles, yeah. that love, it's like, yo, yes. It's powerful, you know, the, the, the energy that we've been able to create there at the Goldish Oasis and throughout my cacao ceremonies, I've been privileged to be able to share them globally all around the entire planet in Thailand, Bali, Costa Rica, you name it. Um, wherever I land, I'm sharing these heart opening experiences and the, the things that have happened on this planet that I've just witnessed, not only energetically, but like with my own eyes, like people falling in love or uh, businesses starting or best friends have been created through these ceremonies and just bringing people together and putting that out there. And it's just, it just started by just like going for it, just jumping and saying like, I'm going to do this. And then the whole tribe just follows and support. So it's, it's beautiful. Hell yeah, bro. I think a huge part of that is the cacao. And mm -hmm. we're going to dive exactly, we're going to dive deep exactly why the cacao has that effect. But also it's that energy and enthusiasm that you bring. Mm -hmm. And it's truly contagious from the moment I met you. And I think that's what people are attracted to most because listen, cacao ceremonies, I'm sure there's multiple things going down, yep. but it's really what type of experience, what type of community are you going to create? Yep. So just talk a little bit about why the cacao is so powerful mm -hmm. and then how you really pride yourself on that experience. Definitely. Um, so for me, I can only show up as who I am. And it's really easy to see if I'm being real or, or if I'm being fake. And so for me, you know, I've committed my my journey to connecting with others and opening my heart and self-healing and self-love through biohacking, ultimate shrooms, kangen water, um, yoga, meditation, all of these different things. So I can like, that's why I sing that song, I fill my cup up with gratitude, is every day and every moment, how can I fill myself up with more self-love? And it's just right now, like we're in Miami, it's 
August 30th. And there's a hurricane coming in in a couple of days. And we can only help those people if we ourselves have water, if we ourselves are prepared. So for me, when these cacao ceremonies are leading up, I am, you know, I'm focusing on the event and everything, the cacao, all these things. But I'm like, how can I fill my cup up with cacao, with, with, with love? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And so how does the cacao work? You know, I got introduced to, to ceremonial great cacao when I went to Bali a couple of years ago after I was living in Greece and just had to leave because my visa was up and just stumbled upon this magical island with one of my best friends, Bailey, who's getting married in a couple of weeks. Shout out to Bailey. And he booked us an entire month stay at the Hilton Garden Inn. And it was just a, a, a magical miracle because he saved up all these points from traveling the world. And so we were just, um, you know, treated like you know truly like royalty um and you know the i so much love to the balinese people for taking care of that island for the generations and the generations of of the ceremonies and the love and and taking care of all the crops and the the plants and the vegetables such as cacao and so cacao is only grown in these tropical environments and it's really delicious and special in bali because those people there they are very present and everything is ceremonial and the way that they 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 take care of their their products and their land is incredible. So I feel like the cacao alone it is it's super potent. It's full of magnesium, antioxidants, calcium, iron, um, and it has the um, the bliss molecule in it, which allows it connects to your brain and activates the blissful energy in your mind and so when you're connecting with your heart as well and setting these intentions your heart and your mind are working together and you're living from this space and using your your brains like okay i'm gonna like turn into bliss mode and allow myself to live from this space and that's where the magic really happens um but also just as if you go to you know this ma and pa shop where the mom is back in the kitchen and she's making the food with so much love versus someone that doesn't really care and they're just doing it for their job you taste the difference so when it comes to my cacao ceremonies i'm very mindful of everyone that's coming and the intention of the energies of the moons or all these different factors that go into it and i'm singing and i'm infusing my my cacao with it and so um, not only do I infuse my cacao with all that love, but when I, you know, when I go out to, to eat and restaurants and all these different things, I sing to my food and I'll, I'll break it down for you right here. It goes, thank you for this food spirit. Thank you for this food. Hey, thank you for this food spirit. Thank you for this food. This healing, this healing, this healing food. This healing, this healing, this healing food. So I sing that song every time I eat with my friends and it gets everyone in a really high state. Everyone around in the restaurant's like, dude, you're freaking crazy. But, you know, I'm here, uh, like we were talking earlier, we're here to turn heads. We're here to push out content like this and spread messages because there is negativity in the world and we're full of so much love that it's our duty to go out and share this love in the world, bro. Yeah, absolutely. So you said a lot and I want to, I want to, there's a lot of directions we can go, but I want yeah. to address something you just said, right? Yep. And I think it's so important because so often we're eating or just doing these different tasks throughout the day and we're doing them mindlessly. We're not setting intention. We're not appreciating how fortunate we are, especially with food. Mm -hmm. How many times do you see people like scarfing something down or they're on their phone or they're driving and eating? Yes. So really making ceremony mm -hmm. from something 
like a meal or in this case, cacao. And just to give the listeners a little bit of a backdrop, this isn't like your Hershey's Kisses or your Snickers bars, right? It's not It's not that chocolate that has been polluted and toxified with all of these sugars and chemicals. Yeah. This is the raw plant, the fruit, right? Mm-hmm. That comes out that, like Grant said, has so many nutrients, has all of these flavonoids that are really gonna fuel your brain yes. and open your heart. And one of the things you mentioned about, you know, the singing and about bringing that vibe to the group, I think it's so powerful because so many people are in fear of judgment, Mm -hmm. right? They're scared to let out their true colors. They're scared to express themselves fully because they don't feel safe or they feel like they're going to look foolish. And I think that's one of the biggest things you've done is created that Mm -hmm. space where it's like, okay, I can, I can dance, I can scream, I can yell, I can take off my shirt. Like whatever that thing is that you're feeling, just do it. Yes. You know what I mean? And that's where I see the most power in these ceremonies. Yes. Yeah. When you're a facilitator and you're guiding someone through something, whether it's a fitness class, a yoga class, a cacao ceremony, it starts with vulnerability. And back when I said I fill my cup up with gratitude, I, I, before I, I go into ceremony, I set my own intentions of why am I here? What am I doing this? And at the beginning of our ceremonies, we have um, people doing tribal marks, tribal marking and, and setting, asking people what their intention is and giving them a specific intention. So before the ceremony starts, I go to the travel markers and I say, hey, how are people feeling tonight? What's the energy? How can we communicate? And these are the things that I learned from Tony Robbins. When people come to his seminars, he's getting a very good idea of who's in attendance and what are they going through and what's happening on all all in their countries and their politics and their government all in, on all these different levels to to be able to show up and serve these people. And so for me, as a as a as a, a very you know wild free spirit, I love to do my best to show up. And, and allow myself to be seen, allow myself to sing, allow myself to just let loose. And that allows everyone else to feel like they can just be their true selves. Yeah. And it's great too, because something that a couple girls have said to me is like, yo man, we love, we love guys like you and Grant because you bring this really positive, fun, masculine energy. And I feel like it's refreshing and it's something that you and I, I feel like we need to continue doing Mm -hmm. leading by example. It's just expressing ourselves like, yeah, we're dudes. Yeah. Like we're confident in who we are and that might be expressing vulnerabilities, but that authenticity is so key. So I'm wondering if that is kind of how you've always been in terms of being your authentic self, expressing yourself without that fear of judgment. Definitely. And, uh, I, I, for the most part, my entire life, I'm very grateful to say that I've always been myself. Um, you know, growing up, basketball was my entire life. I also was like a golfer and surfing um, growing up in Minnesota. Um, but I grew up in a very, very small town, about 4,000 people, very conservative, very middle class. And I was different. I was weird. I was the one that said, I want to be an NBA basketball player. I was the one that said, I want to be a rapper. I was the one that said, I want to be a motivational speaker. I want to change the world. I want to do all these things. And my teachers are like, dude, you're, you're getting like C's on the, on the test. Like you're not going to change the world. And I, I could have taken that in two different ways. I could have went home and, and, and cried. And sometimes I, I went home and I was, I was pissed off. 
But I would go out there on the basketball court till midnight and I'm like 10, 11 years old and then I would be pounding that rock and I would be rapping to myself and saying, I can change the world, I can do this, I'm banging Eminem and this and that. And I've always been my, uh, my biggest fan and biggest, biggest critic as well. And, and shout out to my parents and my family for supporting me so much throughout this journey. Um, but I've always been um, the hardest on myself and I've always believed in myself. And that's why I believe that I've been, you know, I have the opportunity to stand here today on the Stand Up to Sitting podcast is because I believed that I could be here and I believe that I can go so much further. And it all starts with planting that seed within ourselves that that we can do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering, because you mentioned the basketball thing, right? Mm -hmm. I played sports all growing up. I didn't get to the level that you were at playing college ball. But I'm wondering how much of your identity did you tie to basketball? And then when you, when you decided to step away from the sport, what was that decision-making process like? And how did you kind of move forward? Because I see so many athletes, whether it's college, pro, and their career ends early. When you're an athlete, it's yeah. like... You're 25, 30, 35. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh shit, this thing that I literally gave my whole life to is done. And a lot of people get depressed. A lot of people suffer from just not really knowing what their calling is after. So Definitely. how was that transition process for you? It was rough, man. It was so hard. Um, my entire life, I was Grant the basketball player. I was the hooper. I was the guy that had handles. I was the white boy that could play in, in any court, show up anywhere and just use his voice, his passion. And, you know, I, I, I had game and I still do, bro. So if you want to see me on the court, let's go. When that knee gets better, we're going to ball up. Oh, bro, I'm good, baby. Let's, let's go. Let's get yeah. it. But what, you know, what, what, what went down is I ended up, uh, I played my first year at University of Sioux Falls on a Division II scholarship. And after that year, I, I really wanted to, to, uh, to see other things outside of the Midwest. And so I, I transferred to the school, California Lutheran in um, Los Angeles, and I uh, started practicing with the team and everything, Division Three. I was paying my own way. And uh, there was coming up to, we were about to, the season was about to start, and we we're all about to take a trip to Hawaii. And uh, we're all super stoked. Yo, like some of my like teammates were like Hawaiian. My best friend Naki in, on the team was Hawaiian, and he was like, and have all these fans come, and we're all super stoked. Three days before Thanksgiving break, the coach pulls me in and one other player that was a stud, but he also transferred that year. And he said, hey, um, by the way, uh, you guys aren't going to, uh, we don't have flights for you guys to come on the trip to Hawaii. And it crushed us. It was like, are you kidding me? I, we felt so unworthy, so unappreciated appreciated, especially working our entire life and transferring to the school, having these hopes like we're going to contribute, we're going to do this, we're going on these trips. And all of a sudden, it's just a smack in the face like, nope, you're not coming. And so all of a sudden, I had like this identity crisis where I was like, oh my God, like everyone thinks that I'm like transferred to the school and I'm about to go like on this, in this tournaments and like playing and like, you know, I had all these expectations and then all of a sudden it just like humbled the shit out of me. Yeah. And uh, I, I went home later that day and I was just like, you know, what can I, what can I, who am I? And that was when I really started my journey of, uh, you know, self-discovery and self-realization of redefining myself and not just attaching myself to one game or one basketball or one thing or one outcome or anything and just surrendering to the magic and the mystery of life and what 
is all the beauty and the people that can present to me. And so it took like a couple days and I was like, whoa, calling my parents, like, what do I do? And I was like, you know, I, I, I'm not going to play anymore. I'm going to chase all the, these other passions. And when I made that decision and I was firm with it and I believed with it that I could create this new identity or new brand or just not even create anything yet, just enjoy life and see what's out there for me. Um, so many things started started rolling in and opportunities continue to present themselves as they as they always do when you live from an open mind and an open heart and and practice non-attachment to people, to things, to outcomes. Mm. Just allow life to flow. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like those attachments are what really can hold us back and it's like those can stop us from chasing our dreams. Yep. Right. Whether it's a career, whether it's a relationship. And it's so hard when we've been depending on these things, especially when other people define us by something mm -hmm. and good or bad. It's like, oh, shit, like my whole identity is going. It's a new start. It's yep. scary. So definitely want to acknowledge you for just throwing yourself into the fire. And I know part of your journey took you to Draper University. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of where you started this entrepreneurial road. Totally. T tell me about that. Like that, that is something I never knew about. Like I, I never heard of Draper U until you mentioned it. It's a phenomenal program university. And how I got into that is when I, I dropped out or I stopped playing basketball in school, I started going to these Google startup weekends in greater LA area. And, um, I actually started getting very quick success. Uh, I won two of the competitions and I won a co-working space um, out of Loyola Marymount University and Cal Lutheran University. It was called the Huddle at the time. Now it's called the Hub 101. Shout out to my boy, Greg Monterosa, uh, holding down the Hub 101 there in, in Westlake Village. Uh, but what ended up happening is um, Adam Draper, the son of Tim Draper, billionaire venture capitalist, came down to our incubator and gave a talk. And I went up to him right away, just the, the fiery young kid. I was like, I pitched him on this, um, this app idea that I was prototyping and creating um, in one of my entrepreneurial classes. And he's like, he invited me to come to Draper University, gave me a scholarship. And um, I, you know, went home for Christmas and talked to my parents and I was like, I'm going. And they only, it was a crazy thing. They only gave me like three, four days to like decide if I was coming or not. And I was like, I love the urgency. It was, it was such an exciting time. And so I said, yes, I, like you said, jump in the fire. I had no idea what to expect. I jumped in the fire. I went to Silicon Valley and my life was forever changed. I was no longer just a smaller mindset like kid from the Midwest. I all of a sudden was roommates with a guy from Germany and my best friend was from, you know, DC and my other best friend was from India and I had teammates from China and, you know, every country and every place was represented in this program, about 40 of us. And we went through some of the deepest, hardest personal things you could experience in this thing called survival week where we had to live off the land and do all these other different things like, um, you know, literally live off the land with our food and things like that, which ended up now making me plant-based because I saw what it really takes to eat meat and all these different things. But, um, it, it opened my, it opened the world to me. And so, um, Draper is, is, was, it was a big launch pad for my life and my career to, to be a digital nomad and to see the greater picture of this planet and to know that we're all connected. And, you know, there it, like people have been asking me this past week at my cacao ceremonies, like, when is there going to be world peace? And I'm like, there already is. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's te like terrible things going on in this planet that we need to improve on. But, you know, 
you can find yourself in the middle of the road at two in the morning in Malaysia and they'll give you a durian. If you know what a durian is, you're the man. But a durian is like a the sister to jackfruit. It's like the super like smelly fruit, but it's delicious. But people will show you love everywhere you yeah, go. So true. I want to ask you, because I didn't know about that story with the Google startups. Mm-hmm. What were what were the ideas that you were pitching? Definitely. So after I, you know, stopped playing basketball, I started tapping into my network of everyone that, you know, my buddy that went to ASU or my friend that went to UCLA or UC San Diego. And I just started visiting all these people on the weekend, traveling, everything, going to all these places. And at the time I had no car. So I was doing the weirdest things to get to all these places from buses to like hitchhiking with friends to like flights to all these different things. And so um, I got to this point where I was like, why isn't there an app like Uber for long distance where I can like find people that are traveling from like city to city, San Francisco to LA or LA to Las Vegas. I was like, why doesn't this exist? And so I found my own problem that I wanted to solve. And I became very passionate about it because I love to travel and visit my friends and expand my community and to learn. And so I created this prototype for myself. Um, And then I brought that to Silicon Valley and pitched it to all the big dogs and really got comfortable with speaking in front of people and speaking with certainty and building something um, that starts with solving just a problem for myself and then validating that to see if there's other people that are similar to me that would use a service or a product or uh, follow a brand that, you know, that, that I enjoy. And so I started working on that. And um, long story short with that, uh, you know, we launched it out of Draper and we had some success, like close to 100,000 downloads. And then, you know, we were very ungrounded as a company at the young, at the time. You know, we just turned 21 years old and um, my, my co-founder and I ended up going separate ways. And so I started working on something else and then moved back into Draper University and launched their, um, their Snapchat at the time because I was a big Snapchatter. I was like a Snapchat artist. I was like doodling and all these things, had a big following. And so I, I used that to, um, to work out of Draper and I started doing partnerships, learning how to work with brands. And I worked there um, all summer and then I got to this point where I was like, oh, my God, all I know is America and there's a whole world out there. Every time I have lunch with my friends at Draper, they're talking about what's happening in Paris or what's happening in New Delhi or their trip as a kid to the Maldives. And I'm like, you mean Iowa or North Dakota? And I'm yeah. like, what? California, Colorado. And so I was just like, I need to explore and so I, um, I left the country and I went to London and that started my um, international travels. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, London's, bro. London's super dope. I want to mention there's a lot of, a lot of places I want to take this. Definitely. But, but I, I think the, one of the most powerful themes and messages I get from just hearing you speak and hearing your story, and I really want to encourage everyone watching and listening, this is so important. Notice that Grant... At all of these times, he was fighting through adversity. There mm-hmm. were obstacles in his way. He didn't have a car. He 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 didn't have his game anymore. He, he lost basketball, but he wasn't making excuses. He set his mind on something. He set his heart on something, and he was willing to do whatever possible to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And. I just see so many people limiting themselves, mm-hmm. right? We're making excuses. We're making, we're making, 
we're, we're not reaching our capabilities and our potential because we don't understand how great and how capable we, we truly are. Mm-hmm. So I think it's so dope, bro, that since that young age that you've really pursued these different avenues. And of course, we're going to fall on our ass sometimes, right? But the fact that you went after it mm-hmm. and look at all of the magic that comes from that. Mm-hmm. because that is contagious. That energy is contagious. People see you living your passions and chasing your dreams. They're like, yo, like, I don't know what that kid's on, but I want to be a part of it. And, yes. I th- and I think that's so powerful. And you mentioned this in your ceremonies is it's so important. You know, you might be inspired by something I say or Grant says, but really to take action. Mm. Do something today to get you closer to whatever that thing is you want or want to go to that place. Yes. You, like we live in 2019, like unlimited possibilities. Dude, you know, ideas are cheap. That's that's one thing I learned through startups and entrepreneurship is that, you know, people come to me and they're like, hey, I had this amazing idea to do this and I'm going to change the world and don't tell anyone. Sign this NDA. I'm like, show me a prototype. Show me a Facebook group. Show me a logo. Like, just do something. Start somewhere. Like we said, jump in the fire. Just go. And so I feel like there's people out there, if you're listening, and you know, there, you might be going back and forth from like, I want to start a podcast, but do I call it the Coach 305 podcast or this or that? Just, just start and make an episode. Right. And go from there and step by step. It's all life is about the journey, like yeah. one foot in front of the other. And, you know, people people see me now being able to travel the world. But I used to live in my car. I used to have like two, three dollars a day to like live off of like in and out burger and like mm. drinking water. And like that's two dollars well spent, though. Oh, it, it really was. It really was. Sometimes I get animal fries. I'm, I'm no longer on that lifestyle whatsoever. But at those times, you know, I had to I had to sacrifice and we had to take risks. You have to take, you know, well-calculated risks if you really want it. You know, there's some people that entrepreneurship is not for everyone. Traveling the world is not for everyone. Being a performer and creating these, it's not for everyone. But I know that the people that are listening to this podcast, they want it. Yeah. And so it just depends on how bad you want it. Is it yeah. is it mean everything to you? Are you willing to put like 99% on the line and there's no plan B and it's like I'm going to be a, traveling the world, sharing cacao and music and inspiring people or I'm not. And if I'm not, I'm not going to be happy. Yeah. And so my happiness is so important to me because I've lived through depression. Yeah. I have lived through anxiety. I have lived through those dark days. And let me tell you, I am not going back. And even though life is ups and downs and it is a journey, uh, now, like you said, we all have the resources. We have the resources. We have the community. And it's never been easier in history to start a business or start a brand on Instagram or follow your dreams. It's never, ever, ever been easier. So it's the time to do it right now. So if you're listening, like... Go do something. Pick Let's up that go. phone. Yes. And I think a lot of th- a lot of times, at least with my experiences and conversations I have, is so often people are tied to perfectionism. Yeah. They're like, okay, well, I can't do this because, you know, I can't I can't reveal this painting or I can't release this book or I can't post this video because it's not perfect. 
Mm-hmm. And those are the same people that don't ever get shit done. Mm-hmm. Like, so stop, stop having this mindset that it has to be perfect. Those imperfections are actually what makes it unique and special. Yes. So, so if you're constantly waiting and chasing perfection, it's not going to come. You have to have that internal belief. And if your heart is invested in it, then you have to trust that. And if it, if it doesn't go as planned, then live with the results. And I think it's also very important, like Grant, you know, Grant's so passionate about cacao movement community. I share some of those passions, you know, for me, movement, just speaking, using our voice. But that skill, that gift for you is probably going to be different. You Mm -hmm. might be a sick video game player. You might be an amazing artist. You might be an amazing violinist, whatever that thing is. Don't restrict yourself of that gift. And because you mentioned, because you mentioned, you know, some mental health stuff like anxiety and depression, um, I just want to know kind of a little bit, a brief summary of some of your experiences with that. And then also things that kind of got you out. Definitely. Yeah. I think for depression, for me, it was just not living from my sole purpose and, and being aware of my soul and my mission or having some sort of like awareness around it and just doing the complete opposite and just digging myself into a deeper hole and a deeper hole and just putting all these like these walls and these limiting beliefs around like why I can't do it and I think you know we we talked about earlier in the podcast you know it's all started from believing in myself but it also from the opposite side of the spectrum can come from like we're the one that holds ourselves back the most and so it's important in these times like I I took a step back from all the habits I was doing. Um, and what were some of those habits? Some of those habits were just like going out and partying and just, and, and I was in, innocent to it because, you know, there's, there's, uh, you know, when Friday, Saturday night rolls around and you're 19, 20 years old and it's just like, this is, seems like the thing you're supposed to do. Um, and now, and this is what has, you know, inspired me to create these cacao ceremonies and these conscious gatherings because it gives people a place to go and to connect because we're always looking for a connection to be seen, to be heard, to be understood, to feel a part of something greater than ourselves. So we go to bars or clubs or these different things. So I wanted to create that space where people could go to like connect, to dance, to have fun, but also like have conscious conversations and to collaborate and to to speak their truth and and what their heart their what their heart is saying so uh, that from from those experiences of of not having like an outlet because we all need to like we need to have a way to like express what's going inside and that's what you know creativity is that's what channeling is and so at, at a time at a lot of times another reason why I love being so free-spirited and especially in my cacao ceremonies is that I want people to be able to express what's inside whether it's like anger built up just like ah like or it's it's joy like yes yeah in any way that you want to verbalize that energy or allow those things to flow through you versus just keeping those things stuck and you know you mentioned movement and you know those those traumas and those those things get trapped and stored into our physical body and so we need to breathe we need to move we need to dance we need to sing we need to express what's inside so we Mm. can let out these demons and we can be purified and clear so we can take action on what our heart is calling us to do love that bro that's beautiful and i think that depress or sorry that suppression of emotions leads to that depression Mm -hmm. because all of these feelings emotions especially men i feel like we're grown up with the mentality like 
it's a we- sign of weakness to express ourselves, yep. right? To be passionate or to cry or to show any signs of weakness or vulnerability is, is frowned upon, right? So I think a big answer you gave that I gathered was that community aspect is a, is a great avenue to seek if you're feeling down, if you're feeling depressed, like you don't have that person in your life or that tribe to really lean on. Mm -hmm. And it's so crazy because I was thinking about this the other day about like how human beings, right? We're at the top of the food chain, right? We didn't get to the top of the food chain by being the fastest or being the strongest. Cause I'll tell you what, like I tried, I tried racing a cheetah once and that, that motherfucker blew me out of the water right out the gate and bears are stronger than us. Elephants are stronger than us. The reason humans are at the top of the food chain is because of collaboration and community. Mm. Yes. Right? And I feel like today, you know, we might be a little disconnected from that. So that, again, that's why ceremonies like yours, experiences like that are so meaningful for people. And one thing you mentioned, I mean, what would you, what would you say to someone, you know, you have that inner belief, right? You have that. And it seems like it's almost indestructible right now. I feel like you've, gathered a lot of momentum and you're just riding that wave. What would you say to someone who's really trying to build confidence and gain that inner belief? Yeah, I would say speak it into existence. I have I have created myself. The way that I am, like you said, has have you always been open-minded or open-hearted and like yes and no. Like I've always had this just joy for life I've always really appreciated every day and every moment and that you know that has come through um, experiencing like saving one of my friends drowning in the ocean and also like being in a terrorist attack in Barcelona and being in a volcano eruption in Bali and uh, you know got into a car crash going 70 miles an hour right in in Oakland and all these like crazy experiences that have happened to me I've, I've become very grateful for life Um, And that doesn't say that every day I wake up in bliss and gratitude, but it takes the work. It takes the work of I grant, see, hear, feel, and know that I am joy, I am love, I am abundance, I am power, I am strength, I am courage. And I just sit here and I program my mind to be like, I am love, I am open-hearted, I am courage. So when I get up in front and I have the opportunity to change someone's life, that could be a make or break situation where they're hanging off the cliff, I show up. And God calls me there. Mm. And so for me, it's it's also looking to source. It's looking to God. It's looking to the universe. It's looking to that like divine love that created me, that gave me this opportunity to share the gift and in, in the in the in the love and the inspiration. And so it's uh it's just knowing that like we are always we are never alone, but but speaking it into existence, like you continue to talk to your subconscious and you talk to your subconscious, that's a great way to start of affirmations um, to just reprogram yourself to live in joy versus live in depression. Yeah, and I think it's really important. Thank you for sharing all that. I had no idea. Some of those experiences sound wild. They're wild, man. And we'll we'll dive deeper into those in a bit. Um, But yeah, like you mentioned, man, I I think it's so important too, like, Grant and I, I mean, I know for sure I do. I, I, there's times where I feel anxious or, or sad for whatever reason. But I think 
acknowledging that, acknowledging that you're feeling this type of way is important because if you, again, if you try and suppress these feelings, like they're going to come back even stronger, Mm -hmm. you know, they're going to come back even stronger. So I always say, if you're listening right now and you're feeling disconnected, you're feeling alone, like you don't have that support system that we all thrive upon, go to a place where you feel like you'll connect with people that are Mm like-minded. You know, that might be Trader Joe's where I ran into Grant yesterday. That might be Whole Foods. That might be a yoga studio. Whatever it is that you want to pursue and surround yourself with, you have the ability to do that and manifest that, right? Um, But like you said so often, you know, when we're younger and and even older, we're we're not really so sure of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we're followers and we conform. So like, just like you, you know, like, you know, partying and, and late nights drinking and like numbing, right. And, and nothing against drinking, right. There's a time and place, but just understand why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I gathered from what you're saying. You know, it's so important to like become aware of our thoughts. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It starts with why. Whenever you're starting a business or this podcast, there was a reason, there was a belief, there was something deeper inside of why this is all happening. And I know there's a book, I think, by Simon Sinek. Sinek, yeah. yeah. Start with why. So like, if if you want to create something, go to the core of, of why you want to do it, just for yourself. And what the problem is you want to solve? What is the, who, who, who do you want to work with? Who do you want to be around? Um, but like you said, community, like, you know, I think we have to break through our comfort zone. You know, if, if, if you're in, in a place where you're, you're not full of happiness or joy, like you got to just like break through. And I think that comes with like changing your mindset and changing your your beliefs and sh- and changing your states, and that's why I love yoga. That's why I love movement. That's why I love uh, swimming and surfing and all these things because it's it's literally like on a I'm not a scientist or anything, but on a chemi- chemical level, it's changing the cells and and the oxygen and everything in your brain like you you said on instagram story the other day like go out there and let that blood flow like even if you're like staying low-key like let that blood flow let things move let you know life is always changing we're made up all of all the elements water fire earth air wind air spirit and so we need to allow these elements and these things to move and change so life can continue to evolve evolve and happen hell yeah it's funny it's funny you mentioned that and i think so many people get overwhelmed i know i do sometimes about like they're in one they're one they're in one place in life and they're trying they're trying to go from a to z right and they might try and do all of these things at the same time they might try waking up at 5 a.m go vegan start crossfit all in the same week it's Mm -hmm. like yo relax homie like let's take it let's slow it down so this idea of neuroplasticity that our brain and our nervous system is always evolving, right? So small things, like these small minute improvements and changes yep. are what builds momentum. Whether it's yes. whether it's brushing your teeth with the opposite hand, whether it's taking a different route to work or having a conversation with a stranger, that's what really builds momentum. Totally. There's a couple of Tony Robbins quotes that I want to pull out here. Um one is where focus goes, energy flows. And like you said, if you're working on starting CrossFit and going vegan all at the same time, like just focus up because wherever you bring your focus, energy will flow to that 
place, that space. And then also Tony Robbins talks about a two millimeter shift and how just if having this podcast, if I move two millimeters to the left or the right, I'm out of the frame. If I move two millimeters forward or backward, I am no longer having that perfect audio for our incredible engineers over here. So it's just that little of a difference really, really matters. And just know like you're so close. Like you're so freaking two millimeter, two centimeter, two inches close to where you want to be, who you want to be. And it just takes that action. And that action just takes that choice and that decision to say, I'm going to do this. I am going to go to that cacao ceremony facility teacher training. I am going to fly to Bali. I am going to ask her out on a date. I'm just say yes. Yeah. Saying yes and going and doing it. Yeah. Just do just start off with one of those things and you'll see it'll cascade. It'll cascade because once you've once you've built that mental muscle, once you've built that resilience to doing these things that challenge your comfort and you understand like, okay, that was way better than I expected. Like mm-hmm. I'm still alive. Like yeah. I'm still here. It's going to encourage you to keep going. Yeah. Talk a little bit more about the influence Tony Robbins has had on you. He's had an incredible influence on, on my life. And there's another thing on, on that point is uh, I live by this, this mantra. Um, I will fail and fail again until I succeed. And just knowing that these failures are just getting you closer and closer to success. I mean, my first cacao ceremony I did, somehow there was like 35 people there. I I, I don't know why or how, um, but now there's like 85 to 100 people. Um, And it was just on a smaller Airbnb and this and that. But, you know, like... I, I, I went for it and there was big wins and there was like failures, but you know, we're, we're getting closer and closer. Um, but the influence Tony Robbins has had on my life has, um, he's taught me so many things about energy, about manifestation, about relationships. And he's also given me an incredible community um, of, of, of crew members, of attendees, of trainers, of facilitators, all these people that are very passionate about uh, personal development and, and human growth and self-realization. And so just experiencing those events and that high level of energy has changed my life. I've never been into like, you know, I've been to like some really dope places and vision festival. I've been to, is that the one in Costa Rica? That's the one in Costa Rica. I'll be there this year with my boy, Jonah Kess doing a little, uh, cacao vinyasa. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. But you know, I've experienced these super high energetic, uh, you know, containers and vortexes. And Tony Robbins is someone um, that really created Tony Robbins. He created and he was he was born to do this, but he has invested his entire life into personal development because he's had a very clear mission to end suffering. So he brings people in such a high state and then humbles them and brings them into a high state and then humbles them and teaches them in high state, high state, peak state. People are jumping up and down, doing things that they they, they never imagine that they could do if they're sitting at, at their work and they're like, I'm going to this Tony Robbins seminar next week. It looks like people are jumping and singing for a whole week. That, that can't be real. But you do it. And yeah. he puts you outside of that comfort zone so much that you, that you have massive breakthroughs because you reach that state and that presence that you can do anything. You can walk on fire. You can break through a board. You can do anything anything and he really through neuralistic pro- uh, programming through music 
through the community, he raises your vibration and he really shows you to believe in yourself and to step up and to not be afraid and to be courageous so that you can tackle any of those barriers or those limiting beliefs that are holding you back because we don't want to be held back. We all want to thrive. Yeah. We all do. If we're sitting there like, oh, I'm comfortable with your life, like you're probably not. You want everyone wants to be in alignment with what they're here to be doing. Yeah. Yeah, there's. I haven't experienced a Tony event yet, dude. Like, I, I, it's definitely. I don't know how that's possible. I, I'm gonna make it to one very soon, because mm-hmm. um, I know I, I see like the transformations and the power of it. Just to experience like one human who's able to bring this, bring this light to so many people, and I think it goes back to how powerful that community is. Mm-hmm. Like. If you are, if you are feeling like you don't have someone like that in your life to hold you accountable, to support you, just, just type in Google, yo, like type in Google and find like a local meetup or, mm-hmm. or, or one of these type of events and get inspired and take action. Yes. Like it's, it's crazy, man. It's, and I see some of that, like while I haven't, I've, I've seen his documentary and I see some of those qualities in you, mm-hmm. right? Which is why why I asked. Yep. And I and I love one of the things I love that you do at the end of your ceremonies is you give people the opportunity to speak. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, does anyone want to share what their experience was or something that they're working on? And I think to have that safe space for people to use their voice is so powerful. And I know you using your voice. It got your voice, your voice got silenced a little bit, right? As you were growing up, trying to sing in the car, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mom may be telling you to be quiet. Of I, course. I did a little homework. Yeah. Tell, tell us about that and tell us again how you found that voice. Totally. So, um, you know, growing up in a very, very small rural town in northern Minnesota, um, I was usually always my my own competition. And so I'd be out there on the basketball court or on the golf course or on the wave. And I was always like competing against myself because I knew that if I got out there into a game or, or anywhere I would go, um, if I was if I did the best that I possibly could, I would win. Even if whatever the scoreboard said, like I am going out there and I'm competing 100 percent with myself. Mm-hmm. So it's always been this like work on myself, work on myself, um, you know, mentality you know, that I've, that I've developed through, um, throughout the years. Yeah. Yeah. And how did that manifest with your voice? Like, I want to know whether, did you, were you, were you singing? Were you singing when you were younger? Were you speaking? Like, how how did that all come to be? Definitely. That's a great question. Um, you know, as a, as a kid, I, I wasn't like much of a singer, but like sometimes I would sing in the car, sing in the shower and all these things. I wouldn't sing in the spotlight. My sister is an amazing singer. She still is today. Um, and so I was never like, uh, like put out there like as, as a singer or as like an artist, but I've always loved hip hop music and rapping and I'd always like rap as a kid and everything. Um, and so it, it, it's come through really my time in Bali. I spent, I spent time with my friends Ayla and Asiera, and they're like cacao ceremonialist musicians, vocalist coaches, and like personal development coaches, like all this into one. 
And so um, they're, they're very, very powerful people. And they really just encouraged me to like, to use my voice and to step up and to share and to share. And that was the, that was the thing that, that, you know, scared me the most was getting in front of people and like rapping or singing or performing in these things. And basically I just shifted my entire perspective on it versus like going into it afraid. I'm going to go into it. Like, this is like, I'm courageous and going into it. Like no one's going to like my music, but like everyone's going to like my music and going into it, just completely shifting my, uh, my world and perspective around being an artist and what music is to me and using my voice. And, um, you know, through just like putting in the hours and putting it in and like, I'm still like a very average singer, truthfully, like in, in, in anyone's perspective. Um, but I, I love to do it. Yeah. And I encourage other people to do it. And I love to rap and I love to play my uke and do all these things. And um, it just it just shows, you know, like you you can you can do anything you want. You can do anything you want. You're the only one that's holding you back from it. So my heart was calling me to start sharing music and making music and all these things. And but these beliefs kept coming up is like, oh, I'm not an artist. I'm like, I want to go like the more speaker route and this and that. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just like bring it all together. Let's bring all the favorite things I love together, whether it's music, community, cacao, dancing, freestyling, everything. Bring it all together and let's create one epic experience and see how much magic we can create. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, brother. So so dope. <laughs> yeah, and it's um like it's it's kind of the way I started this show too. It was like stepping into it like because I didn't always use my voice either. My voice my I basically told myself these false narratives, you know, through my childhood and silenced myself, right? And it's only in the last couple of years I've really stepped into that power and I still have a long way to go. But starting this show was literally just an experiment like five months ago. And it was from my closet, like literally garage band. Let's and, go. And now we're in this dope studio. Wow. What I What I found with that, what I found is the most powerful thing with what you said and also like this platform is bringing in people like you or just speaking myself is it empowers other people to do the same because I grew up the longest time not thinking my voice mattered, not thinking I gave a shit. And once I started hearing feedback like, yo man, like when you talked about depression, it really, it really brought that to light for me and helped me a lot. Like these different moments where you understand like, wow, my voice matters, mm, you know, and definitely. And like for you, when you're singing, it's like your voice, like you said, it's average, but right. it's like, bro, you're doing it with a smile on your face, like the energy, the love, the intention behind it. Yeah. It just makes everyone want to sing with you. And everyone does sing with me. It's I'm never singing alone. Never. And I encourage everyone to use their voice because I show up in, vul in vulnerability. And I'm like, we're, we're in this together. Let's go. And all my cacao ceremonies are like concerts or like choirs now. Everyone's singing. People know my lyrics more than I know my lyrics probably at this point. Hell yeah, so it's, it's, just, uh, it's just a big blessing. And like, we don't, like back to perfectionism, like you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be like the best in the world. But just show up like as you are and you will be accepted. And accept yourself and others will accept you. Yeah. And even, even if people don't. Even if people don't like it's 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 how you use that fuel like you can either let it break you down or you can let it build you up and inspire you. It's all about the perspective. 
Yeah, you're never gonna please a hundred percent of people. Like, yeah, especially I, 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 it's gonna be funny for people like listening to this podcast because I'm usually the highest energy person in the room yeah. until fucking Grant pops his head. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, oh shit, let's okay. go, okay. So it's gonna be an interesting listener experience. I can't wait to hear the feedback from this, but, but yeah, like you're never gonna please a hundred percent of the people. I know for me, when I come into a room. Right off the bat, I know people are forming judgments, right? Or stereotypes like, oh, this dude is cocky or this dude's loud. He needs attention. For me, that knowing that knowing that judgment existed, I let it affect the way I acted because mm -hmm. I was like, okay, like I don't want to come off that way. But then when I finally embraced my gifts from God and just yeah. like was all out my authentic self. I've just noticed like the people I've attracted into my life. Hmm. You know what I mean? And it's not going to be everyone. It shouldn't be everyone. Yes. Like not everyone is worthy. And I don't want to say that not everyone belongs in this energy. Mm -hmm. Not everyone deserves this energy right now. Like they're, they're in different places. So I think it's so important to just take that step. Use your voice. Yes. Use it. Go to a Toastmasters. You know, like maybe just record yourself and, and, and speak about something you're passionate about. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah, not everyone's going to resonate. And some of the best feedback that I've ever received, um, very, very harsh feedback to digest, has come from people that don't really resonate with what I'm doing or whatever. Sometimes I get a lot of feedback from my, my amazing friends that are like, hey, these are the opportunities, that, things that you did great, and these, this is where you have an opportunity for growth. And that's that just, I'm super grateful to surround myself with friends like that, that, that you know, give me that honest truth of my performance or what I created or where I can, where I can grow because that's just like, that's just unconditional love. But you know, not everyone is going to love your song. Not everyone's going to love your podcast. Not everyone is going to love your piece of art. Fuck you, bro. Everyone's going to love this podcast. That's facts. <laughs> but you know what? There's millions of people that are going to love this episode. Yeah. There might be one person that's like, you know, the cacao king, like, all right, skip. But you know what? There might be millions of people out there that really enjoy this. And so there's, there's, there is something out there that we all have to create that people are waiting for, you know? Who are we to hold our gifts in to not share that with the world? Like we said, like maybe uh, I've had people come to my cacao ceremonies that have said, hey, I'm, I've been going through cancer. And since I've been coming to the cacao ceremonies, I, um, the cancer is like reducing in size. Or I, I came and I was completely lost. And now I'm like at your ceremonies. I'm like, yes, like I see here feeling, oh, I'm love. I am abundant saying all these affirmations and dancing and singing and having community. And so it, you know, like there's, it's a whole, it's, it's a big world, but it's also a small world. This, it's a small world of, of communities and with social media and with everything, we're all very connected. And um, I've seen so much, so much love on this planet that, I, I encourage everyone to like go explore it, go see yeah, what is out there, the flavors, the the cuisines, the the countries, the mountains, the oceans. It all is so unique and special. And um, for for my, you know, a lot of people say my energy is, you know, it's unique or it's contagious, and it's because I have I've gone to all these interesting places around the world, whether it's, you know, Greece to. South Korea to Hong Kong to Italy's wherever 
and I have been downloading these different like energetic, uh, energetic like frequencies in these different places that have, you know, it's like a little video game almost. It's just like boost, 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 yeah, fill man. it up, fill it up, fill it up and like keep going. Yeah. That dude, the, when we've talked about it on this show, but like the power of travel and the way that it can provide you with new perspective and new context because we're so often stuck in this narrative or our bubble. So when you go to these places and you see how they're living and you see how they're acting and you see like the happiness and joy of them and so many, so many times they don't have that much. Like they, they barely have a roof over their head. They're, they yep. barely have food in their fridge. Like, but, but they have that peace of mind because they have what's most important. They have their family, they have, they have their community. So definitely always encouraging people to travel. If a dude from a town of 4,000 in Minnesota can do it, you can do that shit too. Yes. You know, like yes. hopefully Grant's story has inspired you in some capacity to take action because the, this, the possibilities on the other side of fear are just so plentiful and abundant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and life I just, is short, man. Yeah. And, and I think it's great what you said too, about like, about there's so much good in the world mm -hmm. because I've consumed a little media just with this hurricane mm -hmm. brewing yep. and you see the shit they talk about. Yep. And it's no wonder why people are filled with this negativity, mm -hmm. right? And this fear-based mentality. But when you travel and you explore and you're spontaneous, you see how many gifts come your way. Yes, so and it, many. And like I see it with you in Miami, bro. It's like you found a place to stay for $10 a day. Yeah. Like this person wants to collab with you. It's like, what? It's just happening. It's it's all it's all in flow when you're you're in the right place in the right time and you're listening to your intuition and where it's calling you, uh, where it's calling you to go and what you're supposed to do. Like we all we all have that voice inside our gut, and that's why it's important to like have a healthy gut and, and eat a healthy diet because we need that second brain to be able to accurately take action on what's going on. If we're continuing to f fill our body with like toxic foods and different things, like we we're not as in tune with what we're supposed to do so it's you know it's about like i look at conscious eating and conscious living it's like first like we need to take care of ourselves like we need to feed our body with like plants and ultimate shrooms yeah. you know to activate and then we need to take care of uh the animals yeah. because animals are suffering out there um, and then we need to take care of the planet and it, it all works together. The way that we take care of ourselves is the way that the planet is taken care of. The way that we take care of our house is the way that, you know, the planet is, is affected. Mm. Um, so it's, it's all like, it's all intertwined and connected in some way and somehow and every little like piece matters. You know, I've, I've gone to the beach and, you know, I'll see a piece of plastic and it's like, okay, like, Oh, but what's one thing a plastic going to do? Well, that could like kill one sea turtle that was about to have like a whole family that was going to have a whole family. And now maybe sea turtles could be extinct. So it's like the little things really, really matter and they and they add up. So like if you haven't seen the results yet in your life, in your business, in your relationships, like just know that 
just like a hurricane like things are brewing mm, you it. know that's such an appropriate analogy it is <laughs> uh no and i think that's dope I, I i think that's really dope because you know we didn't really talk about nutrition other than the benefits of cacao but i always ask people if they are fueling themselves with toxins and poison what is that narrative you're telling yourself because you're basically telling yourself that you're not deserving of being healthy. You're not worthy of eating delicious, nutritious food. Yeah. So I think it's so interesting, like whether it's coaching business or coaching fitness or coaching health, whatever it is, is to really dive deep into the psychology and find out, like you said, why? Mm -hmm. Like, why are you having the idea that eating all of this processed food all day, every day is acceptable. Yeah. Like, like think about all those people that those decisions are affecting. Yep. It comes to what standard do you hold yourself to? Yeah. And it's not putting yourself above others or below others. It's just for yourself, what standard do you hold yourself to when you eat, when you think, when you communicate, when you talk, when you work, all those things, what is your standard? And so if you don't like your standards, set a fucking new one. Yeah. Raise the bar, Raise the bring bar. it a little higher or find a couple friends that have higher standards than you when it comes to like you, like in terms of like physical movement and like strength and muscle, you have a higher standard than me. And that is a reason why I love being your friend is because you're constantly like working out and like taking care of your temple, your vessel that allows you to be here and have a freaking podcast. If without this temple, there's no podcast episode Shit would hit the fan. It's actually funny. Thank, thanks for the kind words. But um, in, in terms of like this podcast, too, it's funny because it's like I see guys that I admire and I see the type of like content they're putting together from their podcast. I see the studio and I'm like and I'm watching. I'm like, damn, like it would be dope to have that. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck that, man. Like I deserve all of that. Yep. Like. I fucking deserve that. I'm going to have this dope studio. I'm going to have these two dope producers like creating amazing stuff and just creating magic mm. for myself, my guest and like create a experience. Yes. Like I want you to be able to come in here and like be like, yo, like this I want to raw. Dude. Yeah. Like I want it to be a special experience, like top of the line service. I want to greet you outside. I want to have coffee for you. I want to have water for you. I want to have, I just want to create that. Yes. And I want you to leave like, oh shit, like maybe I should start my own podcast. You dude, know I think saying? I might. This might be the, the launch episode. Fuck yeah, dude. But to your point of, you know, looking at other other podcasts or, or having these, you know, these mentors, even if they're not in your life, like you can still have like a mentor that you don't even know through podcasts or content or programs or all these things. But I think people overestimate what they can do in 10 years and they underestimate what they can do in 10 days. Yeah. The things that we can get done this weekend, like if you're in Miami right now and Hurricane Dor Dorian is coming, like, you know, I, 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 first of all, I pray that Miami, the state of Florida, the country, everyone is safe and protected and has water and shelter and everything. Uh, but it might be a great time for you to like work on that business plan or, or journal or meditate or start that book that you've always wanted to read. Like we can accomplish so much so fast. And of course, practicing patience. But at the end of the day, like you can, you can make it happen way quicker than you could even imagine if you put your mind to it you see the vision 
and you bring in a team or you do it yourself, but bringing in a team and other energies and other perspectives help things continue to grow and move forward. Yeah. Hell yeah. I think, um, I want to finish up here too. Cause I know, Ooh, are we over an hour? Nice. Dang, bro, we're getting some good content. Fuck yeah, bro. Always <laughs> good conversation. You know, you lose track of time. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, in regards to like just the watching, watching kind of people that I looked up to with their show, with their content, you know, in the past, I feel like I would compare and be like, fuck man, like that person's so much better than me. Like they're just accomplishing more than me. They're more successful than me. So if we can shift that comparing, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Teddy Roosevelt says it best when he says comparison is the thief of joy. If we can take that instead of com comparison, admiration, like, yo, man, I love what that person's doing. I want to implement some of that. And that's kind of the approach I took. I saw like, you know, Aubrey Marcus or Lewis Howes. I saw like the type of content they were creating from their show. And I was like, I deserve that. Mm -hmm. like, that's what I fucking want. Yep. I'm going to make it happen. You know, it cost. Yeah, it costs more money. Yeah, it costs more time. But I know ultimately it's 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 big. It's going to be. It's, it's already big and it's going to become huge. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's just impacting people. Like everyone who comes through these doors, they feel better because they shared their story and they shared their truth. Yep. And that's ultimately what I want my legacy to be is like I empowered people to do that and to have those feelings. Totally, bro. You've completely empowered me today to reflect and to share some of the things that I've never even shared um, with some of my closest friends, let alone on a podcast and content. So thank you for holding this space and believing in yourself that you can create this because you're creating so much more for so many other people, including myself, all the guests, all the listeners, and anyone that comes across this podcast online, they're going to see he's doing it. Well, I can do it too. Fuck yeah, dude. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate, Appreciate that. you too, man. Hell yeah. So I want to, I want to, I want to finish this with a quick little rapid fire. Let's go. Right, so I don't want a lot of thinking. Just like yep. you always do, I want you to speak and act with the heart. Favorite emoji? Ooh, the um, the wink with the with the tongue out. Okay, I don't think I've gotten that from you yet. Uh, it'll, it'll happen, bro. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. chocolate bar. Exactly. Sure. And, the, and the chocolate. I see you commenting on people's shit with the chocolate bar. Yeah. Biggest pet peeve. Ooh, biggest pet peeve would be like having something on my face and like someone doesn't tell me about it. Yeah, remember? I got you. Yeah, like you got the, me, bro. You're the, you're the homie, bro. Yeah, like the first time you had like a little, it, it wasn't a pop. It was like a chia seed. seed it, it was a chia seed from chia my seed. Y bar. Yeah. Shout out to Y bars. Yeah, and guys, real quick, I'm going to interrupt myself, but like if you see someone, it might be a strange, like, and they have like mustard or ketchup on their face or like something in between their teeth, like be a homie, like let them know. Mm -hmm. You would want the same done for you. Right, okay? exactly. Um, I know you already shared a mantra that you live by, but give me another quote or mantra that you, that you really, that personifies you. Loka samasta suki no bhavantu. May all beings be happy and free. Mm, what language? Uh, Sanskrit from okay. India. Okay. Dope. Um, book or movie that has impacted you the most? Uh, coach Carter. Really? Yeah, man. It's a fucking Denzel, right? No, no. Samuel. No. Like, yeah, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, and I used to watch it before I would play um, in in high school. And uh, one of my high school basketball coaches, every time I'd, I'd go out there and play, his name's Brett Carmi 
Brett Carmichael, and he, I'd be tying my shoes before I go out there, and he'd come up to me, and I was I was a young kid. I used to play with kids a lot older than me, and he would say, "Hey, just to let you know, this could be the last time you ever tie your shoes and have the opportunity to go play basketball." And it would almost put me in tears before every game, and I would go out there with just so much passion for not only the game of basketball, but life and having that opportunity to go and play. And at the end of Coach Carter, they ended up losing and blah, blah, blah. And so I would watch that. I'm like, I'm not losing. I'm not like, I'm not going out like this. Mm. Fucking love that, bro. Um, all right. Okay. Okay. We're, I want to do a couple special things for this show. First of all, I want to acknowledge you. Mm. Fucking Grant, the cacao <laughs> king. Yeah. I've known you for three weeks. And I feel like we've already connected on a deep level. I've given this guy a nice little deep tissue massage at three in the morning. Much appreciated. Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> and but dude, I just want to I want to I want to express my gratitude for you for the light and the way that you show up. Mm. Because anyone can show up physically, but you show up in such a powerful way, being your authentic self and giving other people permission to do the same. And I'm mm. so blessed that you're in this community, you're in Miami. I know you're gonna be traveling back and forth. Hopefully I'll be joining you sometimes. Yeah, but, dude. But the fact that you're here and, and we get to uh, share that together is so special. Mm. And I know you're just gonna continue growing and continue mm. facilitating these amazing experiences. So thank you so much, brother. Hey, thank you, brother. Thank you. And oh, it's yeah. so much more magical experience thing, experiencing things with other people. And I know there's so much power in Vipassana and, and you know, going inward and being by yourself and spending that alone time, that presence with yourself. It's beautiful. It's profound. But when I was in Paris, I was watching the Eiffel Tower eating a crepe and espresso. Mm. And I was just in love with life and then i looked around and i was like where is like my best friend or where is like my girl or where is my family and i was like it like it like it was like that stinging feeling in my heart where it was like so alive and so uh open that i was able to feel like that like stinging stab where i was like all i want is someone to experience this magic with me mm -hmm. and so that's what has really really deeply inspired me is that i'm not only doing this for me i'm doing this for the community i'm doing this for my family i'm doing this for like the planet the animals like it it like it goes above and beyond and so I'm just every day surrounding myself with people like you. I'm setting new standards and just continuing to evolve and put in the work that it takes to um, to scale my love and to scale what, Ooh, what I'm doing. I love that. Scaling scale, love. Scale love, baby. All right, guys. We are going to film a couple other pieces of content for you. But before we do... Gee, I want you to just express or let people know where they can connect with you deeper. I'm sure after this conversation, they're going to want to explore a little more. So totally. Yeah. Give them that opportunity. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at the cacao king. And from there, you can stay up to date with all my events, my traveling. Um, and that's the best ways to best way to reach out to me. Um, you can also uh, go to the cacaoking.com. Stay tuned for different events and different things going on. Um, my offerings is I have different retreats coming up. I have retreats in the Philippines end of September. I have a retreat with my boy Jonah Kest. It's his retreat. I'm assisting him uh, October 1st to the 7th. Um, and then in the spring, again, I'm doing a Wild Voices retreat in Bali. 
and that retreat is all about activating your voice, activating your purpose. And we we literally every single day, like we go through shadow work and then opening the heart with cacao ceremonies, ecstatic dancing, jamming, rapping, freestyling, vegan food, on the beach, surfing, all of it. And by the end of that week, you will be speaking your truth. And for me, facilitating those experiences has allowed me to step deeper and deeper into my power so that I can um, I can hold that space. And then the other things is I'm offering a cacao ceremony facilitator training. I'm sharing my gifts and what I know about the history of the medicine, the health benefits, how to hold the space, different tools and um activities and things to do when you bring community and bring people together or one-on-one all these different things so how people can you know step into this this role of sharing this this plant heart medicine um, and bringing people together and whatever your intention is in it so i i like to help people uh share the tools and the resources that i have uh, but allowing them to create their own craft and their own mastery because we're all we're all unique, you know, we're not going to do it the same, oh, but yeah, having a little template and some guidance can go a long way. Can we, uh, can we end this show with a little cacao? Let's end it. Yeah, bro. Three, two, one.